Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Talking Small Podcast, potentially our last episode of uh, the dreaded 2020. See you later, 2020. This is uh, your executive producer, Harley. We're at Uncle Al's place in the Garden District of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, podcasting live. We're going to have our palest friend, Kyle, join us here in a moment. A.K.A. Freckle Dick, A.K.A. Vanilla. A.K.A. Trap Fuck. A.K.A. Extraordinaire. A.K.A. Taken. And uh, we'll have him join us. But I just want to give a, a, the viewers a big shout-out to 2020 to make it the second most viewed year for the Talking Small podcast. Al, do you know what our most viewed year is? Uh, I'll go with 2018. You're correct. 2018 is our most viewed year. Leo came in, kind of disrupted some momentum, pregnancies. You know, just 2019 was a little weird year for us. We were a little down. 2020, back up for us. So the boys uh, doing well with views in uh, 2020. Trending upwards. You know, hopefully Leo gets his act together and we record more podcasts than ever in, in 2021. And Harley, want to feel old? NBA starting for the viewers. Kenyon Martin Jr. is on an NBA roster. Wow, the time really does fly. Well, he hasn't really played a game yet because I think he's the reason the Rockets game just got canceled tonight. So Rona got one cancellation on day one. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive. But uh, anyway, I'd like to wish a happy Festivus to the rest of us. I uh, believe this is a, a, a trend now. I think we've recorded a couple different podcasts on Festivus, so big shout-out to the Festivus crowd out there. <laughs> I've been watching some uh, Seinfeld going through uh, a couple seasons now, and, uh, you know, because, you know, Mr. 66 got to take some time <laughs> off every now and then. I had some vacation to burn. Got to do it towards the end of the year. So I don't have a Peloton in the house, so I might as well just kick my feet back up and watch some uh, watch some Seinfeld. And uh, i got to tell you, uh, Donald Trump, Coming out for the people saying he ain't taking 600. He wants two grand a person. And now that means we might be getting Pelotons, uh, we, we, you know, very soon. You know, we that's a lot of money. Hey, man, you give me that two grand once the stock market, uh, you know, dips when Joe Biden becomes president. I'm just going to invest heavy. Nothing against Joe Biden. It's just whenever you get a new president, that stock market seems to tank. I'm getting all that Peloton stock. Oh, that could be that could be great. All right. So, again, thanks for all the viewers. Uh, and you can always follow us at Talking Small Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And the podcast is available on all kinds of platforms, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, wh- wherever. I think we're pretty much everywhere. If there's an app that we're not on, let us know. We'll get on there. We will. So, Al, you got any uh, anything else? I just, you know, like you said, thank you. All the viewers for listening to the pod. If you haven't listened to our gator hunting pod, like our guest today, get on that. That's great pod. Um, and uh, hope you guys enjoy the last pod of 2020. And raise my glass of empty eggnog to uh, to you guys. Cheers to 2021. Let's get it. Later, boys. And here comes Freckle Dick himself. <laughs>
We now are joined by a guest, uh, Al, I don't think we've had him on in a very long time. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's probably been since, uh, it was one of the LSU games I remember recording there, probably like back in 2017 or so, if I had to guess. Al, your pussy's fucking up the wires. It's eating wires. It's worse than Leo. Get this pussy out of here. Oh, man, it's taking that wire to go. (laughs) Pussy, get the fuck. Dude, he's going after that. <laughs> he is worse than Leo. Oh, shit, he can climb better than Leo, too. Al, how, c- Al control your pussy. How is the cat? How do you like having the cat, Al? I mean, uh, uh, for those of you who don't recognize that voice, this is uh, one Kyle, no last names here. We'll just call him Shanker. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I think the last time he was on was the uh, famous choking incident in uh, it was. Pluckers. With Dawes at? Yeah. Hey, yep. Harley yeah, was a was lifesaver. It. Harley is a first responder. Harley, you getting the vaccine first? No, evidently they they skipped my turn. Now, speaking of the vaccine, uh, our guest today, are, are you currently in quarantine or or what's your what's your status right now? So today is the day 10 for me since uh, I'm essentially released back into the wild starting today. Uh, So I'm flying back to Denver tomorrow. Uh, So what they say is when you you you're good, you're free to go after 10 days from your onset of symptoms. Plus, you've been fever free for uh, for three days and that your symptoms have progressively gotten better the entire time. So I've, I've checked all those boxes. Uh, so I guess now I'm, I'm good to do whatever, but when I get back to Denver, I'll probably, Christine's going to quarantine me for like another four days. So I'm not quite out of the woods yet, but uh, definitely doing a lot better. Now, how did you come upon getting the Rona, or what do you think? How, how do you think you got it? So I flew into New Orleans on Friday and I came in to like see my brother Kevin's like newborn baby and just do like an early Christmas since it'd be cheaper to come in earlier. And then my family's not really doing a Christmas anyway. And then there'd be like less travel traffic coming in now. So I thought it'd be safer. So I came in Friday and then I was going to see my newborn nephew saturday and my brother and his wife are they're doing basically like a bubble with the baby because it's a newborn baby and i guess their immune system is not you know strong enough to fight off a coronavirus right now so i I knew we were just looking at the baby through the window and talking to them on the phone while we did it which was good enough for me uh so we did that and then my niece so you kyle real quick you flew all the way to see your niece through a window Nephew. nephew, yeah. I'm sorry, nephew. Yeah, ne- talk on the phone. <laughs> yep, yep. To do that and and see my mom and dad and and yeah, it's been. I I was originally supposed to be here for like three nights. Uh, I had the time off work already, so. Uh, so anyway, so then my mom was like, Brooklyn, my other niece from my other brother, who's six years old, hasn't seen the baby yet, and she wants to see the baby. And they both live in Covington. Both of my brothers live in Covington. So I went and picked up my niece and we exchanged gifts with my sister-in-law for about 
like maybe 15 minutes in the living room. And Symptom. I, I was probably like a, around six foot of distance from her the entire time. Like we exchanged gifts in the living room. Uh, we didn't touch or anything. And then we, we got Brooklyn, my niece, and then we went to my brother's house. And then we were watching Brooklyn that weekend. Uh, so we came home with Brooklyn Saturday and, you know, she's six years old and, you know, so she's like, she loves me. So she's like crawling all Who over doesn't? me. Yeah. The ladies, man. All over me all hey, hey, Brooklyn, <laughs> I'm taking, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like she, I'm, she's snuggling up with me. I'm like reading her books and I'm like, I throw her in the air all the time. So she's all over me and my dad all weekend. Uh, I guess I kind of jumped forward there. But it, so anyway, when Saturday, when I exchanged gifts with my sister-in-law, she had like uh, like a sore throat and runny nose and a headache. And she's the kind of person that's like always sick. And she's, she says, yeah, like I, I feel like this every all the time, every December when it starts to get cold. I don't really think anything of it. Uh, that night, uh, my brother, his wife, wife or the sick person's husband calls us and it's like she lauren's coming down with a heavy fever uh is not feeling well she's going into the doctor on monday uh she went into the doctor on monday and tested positive for covid on the rapid test so then i was like oh shit uh if i didn't get it from her then i probably got it from brooklyn because if she had it, then I definitely got it. And then my mom, who was a nurse for like 20 years, is telling me and everybody else that kids aren't good carriers of the coronavirus for some reason, which is, is true sometimes. Uh, I don't think it was the case for us. But uh, so anyway, so then I we Chrissy was my brother. Chrissy was hunting in Alabama all weekend. So he didn't get exposed to Lauren until he knew that she had coronavirus. Uh, so then on Sunday, we gave Brooklyn back to my brother, Chrissy. Then <clears throat> Monday night, I started feeling symptoms like a headache and a sore throat. And I was like, okay, now it's time to start doing research of what I should do next. And I was supposed to fly out that Tuesday and I started feeling symptoms Monday. So then I was like, okay, well, they got to push my flight back now because I don't want to fly and spread coronavirus to everybody responsible. And then I figured out that like the symptoms start to set in anywhere between one and 14 days. Uh, so then I was like, well, it's better that they, the sooner I start getting symptoms, the sooner I can go home. <laughs> So I ended up starting getting symptoms that uh, Monday, like I said, just a headache and sore throat. And then on Tuesday, the headache got worse, the sore throat got worse, and I had like clogged sinuses, uh, and I'd get like chills and body sweats and body aches. Um, Were you shitting? The next... Huh? Did you get the well, shits? Did you have diarrhea? No, no. So I never had a fever. I never lost my taste of sense or smell. Uh, yeah. And I felt nauseous like one morning too. 
pregnant. And yeah, and you, that, pee yeah. On, you pee and on that, a stick, buddy. <laughs> no, I, I took a, a well, I took a COVID test and I, I failed it, so I know I'm not pregnant. Oh, uh, she can't be pregnant with COVID. I like it. That's not yeah. true. We know uh, <laughs> Bob's wife got pregnant and got COVID, so myth busted. Yeah. Shout out to Megan. Hope hopefully you're on the mend. Yeah, I know, I know you listen to the pod. So, well, so what ended up? So this is like Gilligan's Island when they go a three-hour tour. Now you're quarantined, and you're quarantined at your parents' house. But you got yep. your mom, who's a former nurse, and you're a mama's boy. See mm-hmm. episodes talking about Honey Island Hives. We can get that plug in later. I want to check up on that business. Okay. Um, so how was it being quarantined with your parents? I saw a funny snap of, of you snapping your dad's laptop and printer and it had, <laughs> who was that? A water guy's number on there. He, he really didn't want to lose the water guy's number. Like, does your dad have a flip phone that can't save numbers? Like, can he not just punch it in his phone? Go water guy. This is his number. Why is he, why is he laminating and, and, and taping it to his laptop and printer? I don't, I don't know. Who knows how long that's been there. He, you didn't even ask him? No, I didn't ask him. I mean, he's, he's 75 years old, so, you know, he's not so tech savvy. So he may have a flip phone. <laughs> no, he has an iPhone. Uh, he always gets my mom's old iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he did, he had me and my brother's numbers blocked for about a year. And he didn't know they were blocked, so that tells you tells you a little bit. Well, we used to have to call. We'd call his phone. It'd go straight to voicemail, and then we'd call the house phone to talk to him. So, so, so why even call his phone? See if we're on. Like, I took a while to figure out that we were actually blocked because the service at my house is pretty terrible. So we thought it just might be the service, but then my brother looked through his phone and saw that we were blocked. <laughs> Harley, this would be like a great thing if you had kids and you didn't like them and you were starting to get old. Just block your kids and tell them, oh, I don't know how it got like that. But you just have them <laughs> Just like senile, like, oh, how could that possibly be? Yeah. Yeah. Great move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could just be in, being sneaky. But there was only so. two of y'all blocked, right? You got three, you're, you and you're, he's got three sons, Yeah, right? Chrissy's the yeah. one who really needs to be blocked. Yeah, he he loves it when when me and Kevin call. When Chrissy calls, he, there's usually a complaint. He'll he'll find something to complain about. You know, he'll say something like, "Yeah, you know, Chris only calls me when he's driving. That's the only time he ever calls me." And I'm like, "Well, it's better than not calling at all. You know, he's calling you when he has time to call you." I and mean, they, say, "Hey, Kyle, are you calling us while driving?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disrespect. Well, uh, hey, yeah. you, you know, he, the old man, old old man Kurt's got a point here. He's got a legitimate gripe because the sister-in-law <laughs> and Chrissy are the super spreaders here. So yeah. this is a legitimate complaint. When, yeah, so they spread when they're out there driving. Oh, so then How then Chrissy ruined Christmas. When he made his comment about... Uh, Chrissy always calling when he's driving, and then my dad said, "You know, he he always has jobs where he's always driving. That's what he likes to do because he knows when he's driving, they can't make him do anything else other than drive and talk on the phone." So, 
I thought that was funny. But... <laughs> All right. Now, so, now speaking of your house, well, Harley, you got any more Rona questions? No, I think Kyle covered it in gruciate. Uh, I mean, a lot of detail. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you guys may have to rewind that and get your calendars out to get your days of the week, your Sundays and Mondays flying out on Tuesdays. <laughs> and, uh, you know, where, where are we at with your flight status? You're flying out tomorrow tomorrow yeah tomorrow morning now does your is your old lady gonna is she making you take an uber so she doesn't get infected and then she's just putting you in the corner of the house with bruce and then y'all stay there for a couple days how's this home quarantine situation gonna work and you gonna get any conjugal visits any sponge baths i don't think so i think she's picking me up and i'm probably just gonna sit in the back seat with a mask on and (laughs) and then go then sit in the go into the guest room at our house that has like a bed and a TV and a bathroom and everything and I'll just be in there for till Wednesday. What about a Peloton? Where's your Peloton at? That's that's in the office. I don't like I know I'm not contagious. So I'm not worried about it, but she's just, you know, being extra she's taking an extra precaution, which which I don't blame her, so it's probably smart anyway. Cuz I'm I'm sick of Cause like my, my dad got the virus. My mom got the virus. Like I'm, it, but you never yeah, were positive for virus, right? No, I was. So I, no. I didn't, I didn't finish uh, telling the story. So I <laughs> <laughs> was just jump, jumping ahead. But, but, so I, Harley was <laughs> sick about hearing about Sundays and Mondays, happy days, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So let, let me give you a, a, a brief, brief rundown. So the, you're supposed to get tested. Like when you have symptoms, so I went and got tested on Wednesday, and then I got my positive results on Friday. And then my mom got tested Wednesday, too. And then my dad never had any symptoms, but he went and got tested on Friday anyway. There's a lot more days in here. This is what Harley was trying to avoid. <laughs> uh, so when, when I got my positive test, I went in because, like, my dad's old. He's like, the he would be an issue if he ends up getting it. I walked in his room and I was like, I tested positive for COVID. And the first thing he says to me is, son, when I was in Vietnam, all of the people that kept a negative attitude and didn't want to be there and were just ready to go home were the ones that ended up dying. While all the people that kept the positive attitude and worked towards going home were the ones that ended up living. And I was like, so you think I need to keep a positive attitude? He goes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, did you, you should have said, oh, dad, I'm positive. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to say, he goes, I'm 75. I'm old and I have one leg. I'm at risk. Get the fuck out of my room. I thought that's what he was going <laughs> to tell you. No, he, he knew he was like, yeah, I mean, I probably got it too. So a little backstory, maybe we can get Shanker's dad on the podcast one day, but uh, he lost his leg in Nam saving uh, people. Uh, he was a, he was a medic, right? Shanker? Yeah, he was a, he was a medic. We'll get, we'll get that story later. Yeah. So then after I got my positive test, uh, I started feeling better like that Thursday. So then I knew I'd probably be good to, uh, to fly back. And then my mom tested negative. But then she started showing symptoms a few days ago. Uh, she's still not feeling well, although my dad is still asymptomatic. Uh, Positive attitude, baby. 
Yeah, positive attitude. I, I told him, I was like, you probably are asymptomatic because you got exposed to Agent Orange when you were over at Nam. And he goes, yes, I, I remember when they sprayed me with it. And then I was like, what? They actually sprayed you with it? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> the, they were, they were, we were camping up on a hill and then the, uh, the helicopter came down and started spraying it all over the hill below us. And below us, and the wind was blowing it up all over us. <laughs> You're so your dad was the original pet Tillman with friendly fire. Yeah, that's definitely friendly fire. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy that he got sprayed with Agent Orange, and you're so fucking pale. <laughs> yeah, that's a spray tan <laughs> joke for you there. Yeah, I knew we were gonna touch on my skin tone at some point. So, <laughs> oh, we'll get to that, Vanilla. Yeah. Now you mentioned your cell reception at your house is bad. Now our last yeah. episode of the podcast, you know, since you grew up on the bayou, what do you think of our gator hunting episode? I I'll be I'll be honest with you, I haven't had a chance to listen to you, it. I but, haven't uh, had a chance to listen to it as he's been quarantined for the past <laughs> ten fucking days. All right, Harley, hang up on him. <laughs> I'll I'll listen to it on the plane tomorrow. I just have to. I need to download it, or I usually listen to it on SoundCloud. Uh, wow. Hey, go to look. I just learned this this week after Joe Rogan, uh, you know, went to Spotify. You can go to Spotify and you can actually download episodes of podcasts. So, okay, you know, if you got it on your phone already. Now, um, since you've been at home with mommy dearest, how's Honey Island Hives going? That's uh, Shanker's and his mom's venture capitalist project of you know creating free range uh, honey from some bees. They uh. I guess you imprison them. Is that how that works? Uh, we bought some bees, and then we we we've been breeding the bees too. So to basically just get more bees. Is that what so, via artificial semi uh um artificial insemination? I don't go. think you can do that with. Bee- well, I bet you could do it with bees, but I think it would be pretty hard. Yeah, I think it'd be hard too. It's no, we 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 do it naturally. We we force uh, a natural bee breeding i guess you can say how do you do that so you've got you've got one hive with one queen in it and you figure so you know the hive is uh let's say it's two boxes like two of you everybody knows what the the bee boxes look like totally so you you put a divider board in between the two boxes so both of the boxes are full of bees although when you put the divider board in there it divides the hive into essentially two hives one hive with a queen and one hive without a queen uh so then the hive that doesn't have a queen it's realizes they did fuck yeah yeah they 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 realize they don't have a queen so then they freak out and then so they start uh Fucking. making a queen so how, how they do that is they put royal jelly in a um in a cell that has like a little knit in it like a, a baby bee egg and then the food the royal jelly or food that they feed that little knit makes it turn into a queen bee so then when that queen's born she's uh what's known as a virgin queen <laughs> so then she has to go up on her mating flight and she goes up into the air puts out like a pheromone and then a drone bee from a different eye will come in and bang her and then she's dang a, bro she's she doesn't disseminated queen she doesn't give any to the hometown squad. She has to go out and find some somebody from a different town. That's fucked up, bro. Yeah, it prevents uh, incest. So, 
Yeah, you don't you want don't, ancestral bees. You want free-range, cage-free bees. I like royal yeah. jelly. I was going to say, oh, that's how Leo was made with royal jelly, but then you turn it into a queen thing, so you not really royal jelly. But I, I like that terminology, royal jelly. Mm-hmm. Just kind of put that in your in pin. Uh, now, Shanker, we're going to switch tracks here. Um, you know, we, we know you recently got engaged and we'll get to that, but we want to give the people a little backstory, you know, back in Shanker's college days, it's been a bit of a wild man. So Shanker, one of my favorite stories that you've, you've told me over the years is one time, uh, you know, you were, you were drinking a little bit, you and a buddy, uh, maybe it wasn't a double date, but somehow you guys ended up late night in a pool you had been drinking for a while. You want to take it from there? You know where I'm going? Yeah, I do. So I was, uh, I think I was like 20 years old at the time. I was under 21. I remember that. And I was out with bad boy, my, my brother's friends. And, uh, so I was with Jack Siebold, who at the no time, last names, Harley bleep that cupcake, man, yeah. no free was ads a, was, was a quite the ladies man. Uh, Anyway, so his, we were at Shady's, and his girlfriend had her friend there, and I don't, like, even remember talking to her at the bar very much, but we ended up going back to Kevin and Jack's apartment at uh, Indigo in Baton Rouge, and we were going to go swimming, uh, like, when we got back in the pool. So we go back to the pool, and we start swimming around, and then the girl that I was with, uh, like dropped her ring. Uh, oh no. Yeah, that's what happened. She dropped her (laughs) ring in the pool. So then it was like, everybody looked for her ring. Well, Jack, we're all swimming down in the bottom of the pool looking for the ring. And Jack ends up finding the ring and he comes back up and he sneaks the ring to me for me to like, say, I found it. (laughs) This is this smart. That's a nice wingman move right there. Yeah, I got the ring and then I gave it to her. You know, she's all excited and everything. Uh, and then they're like, "Let's let's do shots." So da, 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 da. I don't. I'm already pretty wasted. And I, don't, I don't remember what kind of liquor it was. I just remember there being like a bottle of liquor and then shot glasses. So it was like room temperature liquor, probably vodka or, or whiskey. And then we all shoot this vodka or whiskey and it's right after I drink it, it like hits my gag reflex and then I feel it coming. And then I just kind of put my face close to the water. And I just puked all in the pool. <laughs> uh, and somehow nobody saw me do this. Chum in the I water, even, baby. Yeah. I just like sloshed it down into the water so that nobody would notice. And also it was dark out and like the lights in the pool weren't on. So it's just like moonlight. And then the light from like the clubhouse next door that, is the only light coming in. Dan would never uh, have been able to pull that off. Dan is way too loud with his uh, <laughs> puking. Yeah, his refunding. Yeah. So then, like, I puked, and then, like, within five minutes, the girl that I was with like comes up to me and then starts <laughs> like making out with me, and she never, never, fig- never ever found out that. <laughs> I puked like five minutes before she did that, and then we were just all swimming around in my puke. I, I told, I told Jack afterwards, and I think he laughed his ass off. But, but yeah, that was 
that that was it. <laughs> so that's when, as Shanker loves to say with me, that's back when Shanker was young, wild, and free. Now he's locked down. He's engaged. Now, Harley, you had a bunch of questions about this engagement. I think over, was this right before Thanksgiving? We started seeing some social media pop-ups. Uh, I think Shanker sent us a text saying, you know, just with the picture of uh, him proposing on, you know, some ski, some skiing uh, trip mountain or something. He's up in the yep. mountains. So, Kyle. Real white people shit. See, yeah, so I, I see the post on Facebook and, or for, uh, not Facebook, on uh, Instagram, and I'm looking at it. And I'm, I'm, you know, we love engagement stories here on the pod because Chris and I are probably some of the worst uh, engagement guys there are. Just very little effort, not, not very good. So I like to, you know, see what other people are doing to see how bad I actually am. And I start analyzing your picture because you're up on the mountain. Uh, mm-hmm. Your fiance, you know, y'all are in winter clothing. Y'all are looking, you know, very much in love. You can, you can, you can <laughs> uh-huh, see, you okay. can see the vibes. But I do notice that the snow has been kind of plowed, like it's it's been it's been you know orchestrated to where where you're going to knee, you you're not going to kneel in a bunch of snow. So first yeah. first question is, congrats on the engagement. How did the how did the snow get moved? I think it was just a coincidence that it was like that uh, because. I, I had planned to propose, there's just like this, we were driving up there and there's this place called Sapphire Point, just out of Bre- outside of Breckenridge. And it has like a nice like railing and like a, a concrete place to stand and stuff. And it has like a beautiful view. And I was like, all right, that's where I'm gonna do it. So I'm driving up there with Christine, her mom and her little brother. Uh, and they know that I'm gonna do it. And we get to like the parking lot at this place and uh like it's completely full and then it's not like what i thought it would be like after researching it online like we were gonna have to like hike through the snow to go get to this place and then i knew that christine would be like this is stupid to hike through the snow just to go take some some pictures because she thought that we were going up like out there just to take some quick pictures uh so then when we saw there's no place to park and then also the bed of my truck was full of like all of our stuff so we couldn't hike to the place because then you know we'd be worried about people would steal all of our shit you don't have a cover on the ridge line no i but i got one i got one for christmas came in today uh (laughs) (laughs) but anyway uh yeah so then like i was just after that kind of got spoiled i was like fuck it i'm just gonna do it like behind like our uh behind the house that we rented uh, like out in the snow. And then as we're driving kind of away, Christine was like, Oh, there's a good place we can take pictures. Ooh, nice. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, listen, there was like a place to park. And there was already like a bunch of like, there was already a family there taking pictures. Uh, so we parked and then we, we waited for them to leave. And then Christine's mom and her little brother were like ready to take pictures. And then I proposed and just kind of put my, my knee down wherever I was standing. And then the funny, the funny thing about it is like, as I was standing there, like getting ready, I was trying to like, Christine kept smiling for the picture and I was trying to get her to like, look at me so I can bust out the ring and like, look at me. bitch. <laughs> and as, uh, 
as like I was trying to get her to look at me to get her attention, like Bruce, our dog, was he loves the snow. It's it's his it's his favorite thing. He was like doing this army crawl on his belly, sliding down the hill towards us. So if Christine would have looked at me like five minutes or like fifteen seconds earlier, it, the picture would have been me on one knee and then the dog like sliding towards <laughs> us on his belly, which would have been would have made it a better picture. But anyway, maybe the so, yeah, dog I, cleared the snow, Harley. No, there's no chance. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking Kyle used sloppy seconds. The family before? Somebody before cleared that out, put their knee down, and Kyle mm-hmm. just naturally somehow didn't notice it, happened to put his knee in the only clear pl- patch of snow. This is this is akin to a sports reference, uh, the snow game, Vinatieri kicking that kick against the Raiders, the the tuck rule game. So uh-huh. this is, you know, Shanker – Shanker, he had got that, the snow plow out before. Yeah, the family the family cleared out that spot for him to make the kick Ooh, here. No, this is even better. Kyle now, is not telling us because he doesn't want Christine to know, but Kyle paid that family to go take pictures right there, and they cleared out the snow right before, and Kyle, Kyle was a little, uh, you know, he was thinking ahead. He he did way too – he did way more um, – planning than i thought he did he he was going doing google uh image searches on the location and all that at the sapphire club where you really yeah. wanted to propose <laughs> the and, sapphire uh, club. yeah so um yeah. so you said that the mom and the little brother were there and that they had given you the blessing what's that conversation like uh it was better and do you really I... need to ask the little brother or no, he's just there need... You just asked the dad, but like I, one of Christine's friends told me, so Christine told one of her friends that her dad doesn't even like want, like doesn't, I said that I don't need to call to get permission. Like, you know, I can just do it. So I heard that through the grapevine, but I was like, oh, I'm not. You still got to ask for permission after that. Yeah, I'm still going to do it. Like, I, I heard that as a, a rumor, and it's probably just better to, <laughs> to, to do it anyway. So you, right call now, the, you call the dad up. Sources say I don't need to ask, <laughs> but I'm going to. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is that really a thing that you're supposed to ask? Cause the, I, the parents of the bride? Yeah. I, I, didn't, yeah. I, did, I didn't do it, and there's no way Chris did it. I, there's no chance. Oh, I, I Chris's like dad is in law enforcement with handcuffs, a taser, a gun, all that. You guarantee Chris asked. No chance Chris asked. No. So, yeah. So the, what, for me, it wasn't – it was it was her parents like me, and her, her dad is in uh, Kuwait right now. He's He works for the – he was in the Navy for – you know, he's a career Navy guy, and then he retired, and then he got offered a job from the uh, – the Kuwaiti army to be he, like a contractor. He thought he so, was out. They pulled them back in yeah, with that bag. Yeah, he, he's so contracted. That so Kuwait he's bag. In, he's in Kuwait. So like how you talk to him is FaceTime. So like I had to ask for permission over FaceTime. Uh, but anyway, when I talked to him, the conversation basically went like this was, I, he was like, I appreciate you, you know, calling for permission, but you know, it really wasn't necessary. You know, Christine's uh, 28 years old. She, She's an adult, and you know I, I trust her her decisions. So, uh, yeah. That, Com- commence the trap, fucking. What, what was that, Al? <laughs> Nothing. Carry on. Oh, I, oh, I couldn't. Hear. I, I so, said. Yeah, that, I that, said. That, I said. Commence the trap, fucking. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Christine's that's, that's dad. What he told me. So, uh, so yeah, that, that was about it. And then uh, at that point, I'd already had the ring, and I had some some like other plans that one of my buddies in Denver told me I should do that I really liked for a proposal. But Christine knew that I had the ring, and it was kind of like? burning a hole in my pocket. What's that like? No, her knowing that you got the ring, she's just waiting. Yeah, she's just waiting, well, but she doesn't want to talk about it because she doesn't want to ruin if I have like an elaborate surprise. So but then I kind of felt like she just like she just wanted it. So I think a part yeah. of her wanted like me to make it special, and then a part of her was like, I just want my ring now. Well, so, so. the the problem is, is as a a guy that doesn't shop for rings. You don't know what kind of cut she wants. You don't know what kind of size, what kind of band. There's all these questions. If you try to do that solo. She definitely wants a cut, that's for sure. Well, who's the sugar mom in this relationship? Well, but, I, I meant uh, <laughs> I, I meant the different way, but I, after I said it, I realized it could be used a different way. I was talking dong lies, but <laughs> carry on. But I, I would say that. You, you you don't know, so you have to, like, figure out what they kind of want, and then they can go away. And then, like Kyle said, as soon as you get that thing, you, you want to get rid of it. You, you're like, yeah. The, you, that, that thing is, you don't want to lose it. Only bad stuff can happen. Once you transfer control, then it's not on you. Yeah, I thought he was, like, going to yeah. go skiing or something. I was like, oh, you got to be worried about that thing falling out of your pocket, and you're going to be, you know, you were searching for a ring in a pool with a floozy. You're going to be really <laughs> sweating bullets searching for that ring on a black boy yeah on that black yeah, diamond as soon as i had it insured or i got it insured like a couple days after i bought it so even if i did lose it they would i could still get my, my now, money back for it now shanker on the you know they always say the ring should be x amount of your salary or whatever you listen to those rules or you just like yeah that, that's good yeah no you do uh three years salary years uh, yeah, That's three years salary. That's Michael Scott. Usually, what it is. Thank God you work at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I don't even know what portion of my salary it is, but, but yeah, we'll have yeah, wider. We'll have wider crunch the numbers. Yeah, you can have a wider crunch the numbers. It was expensive. I can tell you that. I don't know if it's as expensive as Harley's fiance's ring, but uh, it's definitely expensive. <laughs> now, f- for the viewers who don't remember it's a, how it's a Harley- thought that counts. For now, for the viewers who haven't listened to the episode where Harley was regaling his engagement, he did it around this time I'm, years back. I'm pretty Be- sure it was on this day. It was the 23rd. <laughs> on this day in TSP history, Harley watched a best Sports Center commercials top 10. And after number one, he reached into his pockets uh, of uh, his sweatpants. No, it wasn't sweatpants. I was wearing a robe. <laughs> tossed. Tossed the ring in a box to his fiance and said, have had it or something no, like that. I, th- I think you might want this. Yeah, I think you might want this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did a little bit better than that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, and I, I completely forgot about that story. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Hey, I'm just re- I'm just here so, to remind the viewers. No one's listening again, to me, Again, I Betty. set the bar pretty damn low. Now, yeah. Shanker, uh, a good story I like with you and your future bride here. Now, one time you guys went to Nashville and mm-hmm. you, you ran into, you know, some riffraff and he kind of had a an eye on your old lady and you guys kind of stringed him along. You mind telling that story for the pod, maybe just the cliff notes, because I remember you giving us the live rundown of this 
and it was cracking mm-hmm. me up. I was giving you lines to give this guy because you were oh, uh, yeah. you you were engaged in a back and forth. Yeah, I forgot I was I was texting. Yeah, I was texting a couple groups about it. But yeah, I I can tell that story. So we were we went to Nashville for like a weekend, and me and Christine went to this restaurant uh, and like sat at the bar to eat. And there was this guy like a couple chairs over from us and he got these like like smoked wings as an appetizer. And Christine's like, Oh, those are, those look really good. What is that? And, uh, he, you know, that's what started the conversation. (laughs) Uh, so then he's like talking to both of us and he's like, tell, like he says he comes to Nashville, like, I don't know, once a month for work or something. He did something in real estate. I want to say, uh, and the con- you know, just casual conversation. And he's like, he was giving us like tips and recommendations on like where to go and stuff. We're like, oh, thanks, real nice. And he's like, yeah, just give me, give me your, uh, y'all just give me your number. You know, maybe we can meet up later on. And Christine's like, yeah, sure, maybe. And uh, Christine, he pulls out his phone, and then Christine gives him, <clears throat> gives him my phone number, like because she knows it off the top of her head. Because uh, she doesn't know her own. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to give her own to this this real estate creep. Yeah, to this guy. Uh, so, at, at one point during dinner, like while he's there, I went to the bathroom and I came back. Like, I didn't think anything happened or anything. So, um, fast forward to the like we we left the restaurant. You know, I was like, and as I was leaving the restaurant, I was like thinking, oh, it's just like a a talkative guy, you know, he's here by himself and a a real daring type. Yeah. Likes having people (laughs) to talk to. And then I get a text from him, like as we're leaving the restaurant, (laughs) not not even out the door yet. Yeah. The thirst is real. (laughs) Oh no. But before I looked at my phone, Christine goes, yeah. So he, when you went to the bathroom, he told me, that he thinks I'm way too beautiful for you and that I uh, can do much better, basically. And I was like, what? something that beautiful should have something beautiful. That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, a gem that's, for the TSP uh, viewers right there. That's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he was thinking. So I hear that and I'm You're like, all right, this son, of, <laughs> this, this son of a bitch. And <laughs> I pull up my phone and it's him texting. <laughs> And he says something like, hey, uh, you know, I had a really fun time talking to you. Uh, didn't want to miss an like I wanted to text you because I didn't want to miss an opportunity. And I think you're really great. <laughs> and I read that and I'm like, OK, I'm going to make this dude pay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like I'm thinking, would you, are you thinking dick pic immediately? Because that's the that's the ultimate right back at him. Bow. No. So you my, gotta my string head- him along, Harley. Come on. Yeah, the the wheel started turning in my head, and then I was like, "What should I do?" <laughs> the wheel started uh, turning in his head, Harley. So of course, he texts about three different group texts, does a little group think to see how he should play the situation. I, I was part of this. Hopefully, a couple of my lines got used. Yeah, I think a lot of them. A lot of them did, Al. There we go. I can't baby. remember. I can't remember them specifically, but my original plan was to like convince him through text that me and Christine were going to go bar hopping, but only at strip clubs. And then I was basically going to have him come meet us at said strip clubs. And then as soon as he got there, I was going to say, Oh, we're at this other place now and just send him on a wild goose chase all night. Um, 
Yeah, I, th- I think you did do that. You either did like strip clubs or bars and like you're like, oh, we're heading to this place. You should meet up. And then like he said, oh, I'm here at the bar. And you're like, oh, sorry, we just left. And I think you did that a couple times. That's That was my original plan. So <clears throat> I was texting him for like 12 hours probably <laughs> as Christine, like the total time of the conversation. Uh, and like the longer the conversation went, the more sexual it got. <laughs> And like it got to the point where he wanted to have a threesome with me and Christine. Uh, so anyway, then well, he started. Well, Shanker, this whole time, isn't he calling you in the text messages? He doesn't know he's texting you. He thinks he's texting Christine and he's trying to like talk shit about you. Obviously, the, you know, she's beautiful. She deserves better, blah, blah, blah. But isn't he calling you vanilla the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, he did. I forgot about that. No, he said he mentioned he mentioned the threesome thing, and then he was like, "I'm a little worried about Vanilla, like for the the threesome, you know, because obviously he doesn't want me there." Uh, <laughs> well, well, Kyle, let me ask you this: At what point does he abandon the basically the steel and 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 go to the menage a trois? Because it seems like he's going to like logically, evidently, he's going for the steel, and then at some point, he's going to settle for you being involved, right? I think he, because he saw, like, he thought me and Christine were at strip, like, going to strip clubs together. So I guess he thought that I was a little freaky and that that would be his way in, you know, to start talking about it was to include me since I was there, too. Like, how is he going to separate me from Christine? Ah, okay. Uh, So I think that's why he said that. But then he, he like, started brag. He had, like, a, a vape pen a weed vape pen and he was like bragging about how high he was and he was like yeah i've been ripping this vapor weed all night or something so then he started getting a little sluggish but he was like out at some bar or something and he wasn't really responding to me trying to get him to go like come to the strip club with us although we weren't there and so then i was like okay well i just gotta i I need to get him to do something uh so i decided i texted him that I said, uh, cause I didn't, I knew that I said when we introduced each other, I said, my name was Kyle, but I don't want him knowing my name is I don't want him looking me up on social media or anything. So I said, I texted him. I texted, uh, Lyle is being a total douchebag <laughs> at the strip club. Uh, I'm leaving him. I'm going back to the hope, going back to our Airbnb. You can come meet me if you would like. <laughs> and then I went to, then I went to Google maps and I like zoomed down to like a random house in South Nashville, got the address and then texted him the address. And then I said, yeah, just knock on the door four times really hard when you get here. <laughs> and then he took an Uber immediately, went to that address. Uh, and then I guess he knocked on the door and then like he kept call- kept calling, you know, for me to come let him in. But obviously, <laughs> nobody's going to come let him in. Uh, and Harley and wanted calling, to send him a dick pic. Yeah. Then when he kept calling, I was like, all right, well, I'm getting tired. I'm ready to go to bed. And I just texted him a long thing, calling him a piece of shit, and that uh, you were talking to me the whole night. So. <laughs> How about this for vanilla, suck, bitch? Suck that vanilla <laughs> yeah. freckled dick, boy. Yeah. And then I was like, and then I kind of made the stupid mistake of like going back and forth with him for a couple text message after that. <laughs> uh, 
but then yeah he was i don't i don't even remember what he was saying should, to me you should send us this guy's number and we'll call him up on a random pod <laughs> good yeah yeah if you could um, i mean it'd be prob- probably pretty hard well actually if you like took pictures of that it should have like a time stamp of what the pictures were and you may be able to scroll back far enough in your text messages on that date and and find this guy. That those would be pretty good screenshots for the pod Twitter or something for this to accompany this story when we post so, it. So we tried to like find him on social media from the information we had. We couldn't find him. But he I probably deleted. gave you all a fake name too. He's got a, he's got his Maybe. burner, his Nashville burner, where he, he couldn't have been, he couldn't have been that good of a real estate agent because he would have whipped out his card and sent it to Christine, gave it to Christine real quick. He made it seem like he was more on the building side, like he would go places. Oh, to like contractor, build new, build new apartment complexes yeah. and do like the the paperwork beforehand. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. So then, like after all this happened, like Christine loves this story. Uh, and I would, I had all the text messages in my phone. I got the receipts. Yeah. And like, I would have to tell this story like a thousand times to people and they all want to read the text messages and I just got sick of it. So then I just deleted the entire conversation on my, my phone. So, Boo. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, after I can only hear <clears throat> people do dramatic readings of it, uh, so many times, but yeah. So. I get it. All right. Well, then, uh, like, yeah, I was. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was saying like a lot of mean shit to him. He was saying mean shit to me <laughs> and it was just kind of made me feel bad to reliving all that. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to delete this out of here. Yeah. Uh, now, Shanker, as a step cat dad, I'm a new cat dad. So I was looking for any maybe cat tips you could give me. Uh. I mean, it's having a cat's pretty easy as long as it's like not destroying your house. And our cats doesn't really destroy anything. Uh, so I think I'm pretty fortunate with the cat that we have. But I mean, I don't. I mean, do you like? I mean, how bad does it suck to scoop his litter? Uh, I've only done it a couple times. I don't know. It's so, at the beginning, it seems sort of like a novelty thing. Like you feel like you're in Jurassic Park trying to discover fossils because you get that scoop in there. You're doing a little sifting, seeing what kind of treasure you can find. So There's no treasure. Oh, there's some treasure. <laughs> no treasure. <laughs> that little cat takes some big old shits. That, that yeah, thing shits yeah, a lot. Do. Now, Shanker, you, you have a designer cat, right? So, I mean, that's why you, that's why it's pretty chilling. It's pretty low maintenance. So it's a little mm-hmm. perks of having that designer there. I think our, yeah, cat, well, our cat's part ragdoll, too. Yeah, that's that's what our our cats are ragdoll. I mean, yeah, it, it, cats are easy. That's that's what's what's good about a cat. Like sometimes they can be dicks, but they're they're low maintenance. You so. want you want to plug uh plug your cats in you know social media, Shanker? Yeah, you can, you can follow uh, our cat at uh, Jack underscore the ragdoll cat is on Instagram. He's uh yeah, just go go there, check out his page, and you can see what he's all about. So. Shout out to Bruce too. All right, Harley, you got anything else for Shanker? I mean, I have I have one more story we could tell, but I think we're kind of running a little long here. What do you think, Harley? Well, I think you know Kyle's out there in Denver with the um, with the sports betting, and I think that uh, I'm going to just say legal sports betting is definitely paying him better than the dirt book's ever been paying him. So, do you have any <laughs> messages for the dirt book? 
Yeah, I mean, he needs to to pay his dues. This this whole, you know, wait till you get to two hundred dollars to settle up. That's some real real bookie shit. That's not, you know, exchanging money between you know one friend to another. You, you gotta you gotta pay your dues. And I, I'll I'll be honest about it. I think I owe like dirt like ten dollars right now. So, um, but maybe I'll get some action with him this weekend. You're gonna explain that for the viewers, Harley. So our buddy Dirt has seen on the podcast. And our group, uh, Snapchat group called Donkeys and Bitches, Dirt loves to pay. He has like a pay for tout service that releases him picks, and then he tells us like these are the picks he's betting. And some- then he then he writes them down on a legal pad saying seven units Iowa play of the year, and and there's two plays of the year on the same thing. It's like how you have two plays of the year in the same week. Well, they're multiple. They're different persons. They're different play. touts. Yeah. So anyway, uh, then Dirt uh, wants to, you know, bet against us. T- take our action, which I think I I think I have about forty dollars up on Dirt right now. But Dirt won't pay out. He just calls us, you know, broke and and whatever betters until you know we each hit a hundred or two hundred dollars. That's when he's going to pay out. But what Dirt doesn't realize is that Shanker had a friend who had, you know, a real bookie. That he owed a lot of money. So, Shanker, you want to tell that story real quick? We'll end on that one. Yeah, sure. Shout uh, out to Grady here. Yeah, so Grady, who uh, I guess the, the best way you could describe him is you just think about the craziest person you ever met in college, like the kind of person that just whips his nuts out on command like while he's at work. He calls that the bat wing. He took yeah. it out? He, yeah. he stretched his ball skin uh, to the right. side of his leg no. called it the bat wing at hungry howie's kitchen and that's how that was how he uh you know wanted to get fired from that job yeah he showed it on camera so anyway <laughs> the this, bat is, this, wing. this is the guy that went to high school but he was a little he was a little further along than us if, if this no is, no 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 this is Th- different brady this is some guy it's grady oh grady grady okay. yeah okay. he shanker didn't he claim he was like a uh, a second or third string kicker at like Iowa or something, and then he yeah. somehow ended up at LSU. And I, I don't know how he ended up in in our. You know, I think you knew him, and he, I, I met him a couple times at parties. And yeah, he was a he was a wild man. He was a, he was the type of person like you said. He was a third string kicker at Iowa. Then he's down in Baton Rouge for whatever reason. Next thing I know, Shanker goes, "Yeah, you remember Grady? He's in Hawaii. Let me tell you this next story." So yeah, that, that's sort of where we're at with this character. Yeah, he's a he's a wild man. But the oh yeah, actually I remember a nice a Grady would do. So Grady would decide that he's gonna go. He would just travel by himself to go to like big sporting events. So he went to the University of Kansas one time for like a big basketball game, and he would drive up there without any plans on where to stay, and he would just bank on hooking up with a girl and then stay with her and drive back the next day. So he's the type of person that do that kind of thing. Uh, so anyway, he uh, came across a bookie that was he a bookie that was the walk-ons bookie in Baton Rouge. And the way that this bookie worked was he had a site just like a lot of them do that you know work not exactly illegally, and they would give you a line of credit. So like you wouldn't have to give them put any money into your account. You go up to the bookie, you say you know I want to start betting. He says okay, I'll give you a ten thousand dollar line of credit. And then you just start gambling with that line of credit. This is like in 2008 or so for the viewers. Yeah, probably like 2011, 
if I anyway, not 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 a big difference. So the uh, <clears throat> so he goes up big first, and of course he ends up losing it, and he like owed this bookie like tens of thousands tens of thousands of dollars at some point, and Grady just he graduated college i think he ended up just like ditching town not like to avoid the bookie per se but just to like i don't know move on to his just next yeah, crazy just, endeavors yeah just because he's a rambling man yeah and then it turns out that his bookie ended up dying <laughs> somehow and so he I'd skipped like, town bookie's dead <laughs> so he's absolved of all of his debts yeah so, so dirt just so you know, you know that that could yeah. that could be what happened if you don't. Dirt you know, might get found in dirt. Could, yeah, that could. <laughs> it's not a threat, but that's just a possibility of what could be happening if you don't square your books up. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to leave money on the, the table. Dirt. You don't want to have a GoFundMe for your coffin. That's always a bad look. <laughs> All right, Harley. I think uh, Shanker, thanks for being on the pod, especially even though you were driving, you still made the time. You know, he's doing the good, being the good son. He infects his family with Rona, but he still goes out and picks up some Vietnamese food. You know, pho will you know heal heal all diseases. That and positive energy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm gonna head in and enjoy my vermicelli. All right, later, Kyle. Thank you, buddy. Right. Thank you yep. for being on the pod, Kyle. Yep. Later. Later.